0: Fairfield Fire Department in California, and they purchased a camera, and uh, they came back and told us that on the first fire that they went out to, they were able to prevent an accident.
1: This is Code 3. The Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning
0: journalist Scott Orr. Now, here's Scott.
1: That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me today for another edition of Code 3. This is the show that gives you all the information on a firefighting topic that you need in about 20 minutes. Now, let's get started. Anyone who's ever fought a wildland fire knows that situational awareness is critical to safety and effectiveness on the fire ground. But visibility, a key part of that awareness, is often limited by thick smoke. Call it the fog of war if you like. No matter what you do call it, it's tough to fight a fire when you can't see through the smoke. The lack of visibility can lead to all kinds of trouble, especially vehicle accidents. Today, in this special edition of Code 3, we'll explore one commercial product that can make the wildland environment safer for firefighters. It's called HyperSight, built by RPX Technologies. It's a tough vehicle-mounted thermal imaging camera. It allows the crew in the cab to see through smoke as they drive. But HyperSight can show you more than that, and as you'll hear, it has applications in the urban firefighting setting as well. And joining me now is Stan Kannada, who is here to explain how the hypersight system gives fire crews an advantage in dangerous situations. Stan welcome to Code Three. yeah,
0: thank you for having me.
1: It's great to have you here now. We're talking about vehicle mounted cameras here, not a handheld thermal imaging camera. Lots of departments use those already. What's the difference?
0: We designed the hypersight line of products uh, initially to put on wildland apparatus. And since then we've started putting them on other types of apparatus as well. Uh, Since a thermal imaging camera cannot see through glass and it has to be on the outside of the vehicle. um, When you're on a wildland fire or grass fire, uh, we really wanted to give the users the capability to uh, keep their personnel safe, whether they're driving the vehicles Um, Or if they have a landowner or personnel on the ground, they can keep uh, those people safe while they're on the fire. Um, And so safety is the primary reason that we wanted to uh, start selling these cameras. And then beyond that, we have uh, a couple other use cases that the cameras are are useful in. So seeing through smoke is the primary purpose, Uh, seeing people and personnel on the ground. Um, our secondary purposes
1: and it's helpful for navigation too can you elaborate on that
0: but just navigating roads and around dangerous terrain when you're out on a wildfire that's a, a, a big thing um, so it helps uh, people identify terrain, ditches, ravines, so they don't drive off the side of a canyon, that kind of thing. If they're in a visually degraded environment, like a, a smoky grass fire, wildfire, that kind of thing, um, whether it's flat ground or if you do have ditches and topography that's going to um, give you issues if you're in the mountains, uh, that can th- those can be dangerous situations to be navigating around. And so uh, it's, it's a great navigational aid when you're out on a wildfire. Some other things that it gets used for identifying vehicles. Uh, So sometimes even just getting to the fire scene is uh, a difficult prospect if it's really smoky, if the wind shifts and and blows the smoke over the road um, as you're navigating to the scene of the fire. And some other things that that we get used for pretty often is uh, identifying hotspots. Uh, So one of the use cases that um, comes up relatively often is the the need to find smaller hotspots on mop-up. And really, you don't want a fire to rekindle after you leave the scene because then you would have to re-respond and so with our cameras you can scan over a field or uh, over the area where the fire was burning and make sure there aren't any smoldering stumps or hay bales or whatever might still be smoldering that could be kicked up by wind later and and rekindle a fire so running mop up is a really big uh, use case for the cameras as well
1: as you pointed out the hypersight camera system is put into service primarily on wildland fire units which makes sense. You say it's also a good option for ladder trucks and other apparatus in an urban environment. How can the system help on the structure fire?
0: Sure. Yeah. The one of the more recent things that we've been using them for is to uh, put the thermal cameras on the tip of a ladder truck, and we have a wireless transmitter that will transmit the image from the tip of the ladder down to the base where your controls are at the turntable. Um, and what that allows you to do is uh, in in a structure fire when it starts throwing off a lot of smoke and, and you can't really see where the seed of the fire is you can point the camera and see where you're spraying your water uh, and that just gives you a better ability to uh, focus your water at the seat of the fire be more efficient with water and many times if, if you normally need a spotter um, to help direct the flow of water to the seat of the fire you can eliminate the need for a spotter and an extra uh, person that's required to run on a scene uh, on a ladder truck.
1: Now, there are several videos on the HyperSight website that show some pretty challenging situations where the camera makes the view clear. What else can HyperSight show firefighters aside from the road ahead?
0: Yeah, so uh, some of the other things that uh, the cameras get used to see, uh, one is fluid levels and tank batteries. So, we're based out of Oklahoma and uh, so we have a lot of oil field uh, uh, operations around here and so if you can roll up on uh, an oil field tank and see okay there's a lot of fluid in there there's not a whole lot you can assess the the danger of that situation if a fire is going to roll across those you can also see uh, fluid and propane bottles uh, really any uninsulated tank Uh, you're going to be able to see fluid levels in it. So you can assess the danger of of that situation before engaging and not even having to get out of the vehicle. Where does the camera mount? We usually put the cameras, uh, depending on on how they're going to be used and what kind of vehicle they're on. But on a a typical Type 5 or Type 6, we put them on the brush guards. Uh, Those get mounted there pretty often because it's an easy spot to put them. You can put them right above the windshield uh, in the center of the vehicle. You can put them on headache racks. Uh, We have options if you want to put the camera on uh, like a TFT or an Elkhart brass nozzle on the front of the vehicle. Um, And that gives you the ability to actually look around with the camera while you're spraying water. So those are some of the the main areas that we mount the cameras.
1: Is it a factory installation or a customer install? Uh,
0: That's a good question. Uh, So we have a dealer network and... Many of our dealers will offer to uh, install the cameras. If you're building a new vehicle, they can put it on uh, the vehicle at the front end. Or if you want to do a retrofit um, and you're purchasing through one of our dealers, uh, many times they'll offer to install it for you. Hypersight just sells the equipment, so we won't do an installation. But that being said, it is a a pretty common thing for a smaller department uh, with volunteer staff to be able to install these cameras themselves, just because it's a a very simple system. It's essentially the same as putting like a backup camera on the vehicle. You've got the camera that gets mounted on the front of the truck. You've got a screen inside uh, and the camera plugs directly into the screen. And then the screen is what powers the whole system. So you've got 12 volt power going into that screen. Um, and then that powers the camera, and so you only have to tap power one time, and then we also have the ability to plug in a backup camera to that same screen uh, if, if that's something that you're needing on your vehicle.
1: You offer two different systems, the 160R and the 320. What are the differences between those?
0: Yeah, so the the two different camera systems we have, the 160R is uh, the original camera that we came out with when we first started selling these cameras. Uh, The 320 is the most recent version and we still sell sell both of them, but the differences primarily are resolution and frame rate. Uh, So the 160R is a 160 by 120 resolution. The 320R is a 320 by 240 resolution. And then the 160R is a 9 hertz frame rate. And the 320R is a 60 hertz frame rate. So the 320R is going to be a lot more responsive. Uh, It's going to get those frames to your eyeballs a lot faster. So it's going to operate better at higher speeds um, if you're driving on a highway, for example. Um, And it's also got, because of the pixel density and the field of view, it's a slightly narrower field of view. Uh, The 320 opens up the capability if you want to use it for like a a search and rescue type application. And so you're able to pick out a person uh, sized object at about 125 yards with the 320 camera. Um, And then the 160 camera is more designed for... Uh, It's a budget option, but it allows you to see through smoke and identify uh, dangerous terrain and uh, dangerous areas right in front of the vehicle. Um, And so the 320R offers a little bit more capability, but the 160R is still a a great option if you're wanting to outfit uh, some vehicles. Uh, We started with the original camera kind of as a proof of concept of the market. Uh, we really liked the direction that things were going. So we came up with the updated version with the higher resolution and, and, and better technology. And we're looking to continue that trend. Uh, we're looking at developing some more increases in pixel density, um, maybe different field of views. Uh, if we want to have a more uh, search and rescue specific type camera, uh, that's going to be able to see a lot farther away. Um, so there's several things on the horizon, I think, uh, coming down the line that uh, we're gonna be able to make some advancements to the product line.
1: So what's your customer feedback been like?
0: Yeah, so we have uh, a, a lot of happy customers. Um, I'm trying to think of a time that we've ever had an unhappy customer and it's it's hard for that to come to mind right now. Most of the customers, and we actually just released a testimonial video with Corey Beagles over at the Deer Creek Fire Protection District um, here in Edmond, Oklahoma. And uh, he's been a longtime user of our cameras and he really uses the cameras for, uh, like I was saying earlier, he he finds hot spots that sometimes are crawling underneath the grass and are would be hard to find uh, if you didn't have a thermal imaging camera on the truck. He uses it to navigate the fire line um, and to see through smoke. He's he's ran into multiple situations where. Uh, his his guys were able to navigate more safely through a smoky area uh, because they had the Hypersight cameras on their trucks. So he's been an awesome customer that uh, has got some good use out of the cameras and has come back and purchased more cameras uh, because he recognizes the uh, the importance of having them on on brush-type brush trucks. That's the kind of truck that he's got them on at his department. Um, I think they're type fives or sixes. I can't remember exactly. Um, So that was one customer. Uh, Another customer that has used them a lot is uh, Fairfield Fire Department in California. And they're obviously in California, there's a ton of wildfires and they have the difficult terrain on top of uh, having wildfires that we don't really have here in Oklahoma. And they purchased a camera and uh, they came back and told us that on the first fire that they went out to they were able to prevent an accident. And so uh, because of that, that one accident that was prevented, they came back and outfitted, I think it was around 20 vehicles with our thermal imagers. And um, they wanted to have them on as many vehicles as possible um, so that they could make sure that those types of accidents would be mitigated at their department.
1: One of the quotes on your website calls the system overbuilt. It says it belongs on the space shuttle. Yeah. Tell me about how it's built.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. the The cameras are made out of solid stainless steel. They start as a chunk of billet stainless steel, and since we were manufacturing these cameras with fire departments in mind, we we know that firefighters are going to be hard on their equipment, uh, whether they're carrying it on their person or if it's on a vehicle that they're driving. So we knew they were going to be running through a brush and uh, be hit. It, they're gonna you're going to hit. The camera on things, and uh, we wanted to make them impact resistant and uh, bulletproof, basically. Um, so the camera is milled out of a piece of stainless steel with about quarter-inch walls on it. Um, so the the housing itself is incredibly beefy. The bracket that it's mounted on is eighth-inch stainless steel. Um, so the the whole camera system, the way it's installed and the way it's built. Uh, is purpose-built for firefighters. Um, and because of that, the amount of times that we actually get cameras back to our facility for uh, refurbishment or needing to be fixed is incredibly rare because they're so bulletproof. And it's hard to communicate how how beefy they are without putting one in your hands, but it's about two pounds of solid stainless steel that you're mounting on your truck. I'm, I'll never say that a firefighter is is not going to be able to break something, but uh, we we got pretty close with these cameras.
1: All right, we'll leave it there for now. Stan Kanada, thanks for talking with me today on Code 3.
0: Thank you for having me. I uh, really enjoyed it.
1: If your interest is piqued and you'd like to learn more about the HyperSight camera system, go to our website for links, code3podcast.com slash rpx. This edition of Code 3 is a paid advertisement from RPX Technologies. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll join me then. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe.
0: To contact us, get more information on today's show, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.